Welcome to the Turkey Hunter Podcast with me, your host, Andy Galliano. In this podcast, I share with turkey hunters just like you how to have more turkeys on your hunting property and how to have more successful turkey hunts. I teach you how to do this with tips and interviews with turkey hunting pros, wildlife management tips, and entertaining turkey hunting stories. Tune in weekly as I share proven and simple strategies to help you have more success this turkey season. Make sure to head over to www.iamturkeyhunting.com to subscribe to receive free turkey hunting tips, tactics, strategies, and product reviews. Also, please visit and like my Facebook fan page. Go to Facebook and search I Am Turkey Hunting. And also feel free to post your turkey hunting photos from this past season and let us know where and when you killed your bird. For all of you Twitter users out there, please follow me on Twitter where my handle is at turkeyhitman and I will be sure to follow you back. And now, for this week's show. Hello and welcome back to this week's episode of the Turkey Hunter Podcast. You are listening to episode 81, An Outfitted Hunt Gone Bad. And I am your host, who is still currently on his out-of-state trip, and I'm going to give you guys some new content, but it's going to be a quickie this week, because I've got to get back out in the woods and see if I can kill a bird in Maryland struck out in West Virginia, but wanted to bring you guys some new content. So I've got my buddy Chip with me and we did a real quick interview and I'm going to throw it out there for you right now and I will see you guys on the other side. All right. Well, I am sitting here with my buddy Chip and we are on our annual out-of-state hunt. And for those of you who listen to the show regularly, you know that I'm we're on a mission to kill a turkey in every state that has turkeys. Well, we have struck out in West Virginia. Out of the four of us who were there, three of us struck out. So that means we've got to go back. And there were some things that happened on the trip that I felt like you guys could really benefit from hearing. And so I wanted to get Chip to join us and discuss the trip a little bit and give us his takeaways from the trip what we'll do differently and things to kind of keep in our back pocket so to speak so that we are more prepared next time but chip what are your takeaways from that hunt in west virginia yes what i'd like to share i think will help people out a lot in terms of having success on a trip because we've had lots of success. We've been very fortunate. We've run into some really good outfitters, some whom we've become good friends with. But one thing we're noticing, it's kind of a pattern, is we've been with three or four different outfitters who have not had a lodge and not provided lodging and and have not provided meals. And we seem to struggle at those places and for a couple reasons one is they really don't have a professional first class setup and another reason is we without the lodging we do not get to spend a lot of time with the owner or the guides and build a relationship with them and i think that hurts your hunt to a degree because they do not clearly understand how you like to hunt and what your ideas are. I know I'm, I'm big on 
saying and then the joke is that don't guide the guide because I'm always full of advice for whoever's guiding me <laughs> and and the rest of the group. So, but we we try not to guide the guide, but I turkey hunt to turkey hunt. I do not enjoy deer hunting turkeys. I'd rather do something else if I have to deer hunt them. Now, I will do that if that's if that's the last resort or if that's what it takes, but yeah, you know, on this trip we got we kind of had our hands tied behind our back. We seemed to be limited on the amount of acreage, and the outfitter wanted us to sit in blinds and really not do any calling, and that that's just not why I go turkey hunting. And just kind of sum that up: there is a red flag when an outfitter does not provide lodging and meals. Yeah, I would be cautious. Then the next thing I would do to try to have a successful trip is to get some references and call them and ask them about their experience with that outfitter. Were they successful in, in getting a turkey and were they happy with, with their relationship with the outfitter? Because we've been with a few that were a little bit tough to be around for three days. Oh yeah. So that puts a damper on the enjoyment of the hunt. Because we're a group of buddies, we've been hunting together with each other for 20 plus years, and this is a vacation and an annual trip that that I look forward to from the day that we leave to go home until till next year this time. So, so be cautious and and do as much research as you're comfortable with doing. But those are two things that I highly recommend. So as far as the actual hunting goes in West Virginia, what are some of your takeaways there, some things that maybe we need to keep in mind next time we go back or anybody listening to the show that is hunting in terrain that may be similar to what is there in West Virginia or even hunting in West Virginia is something that they need to keep in mind? Yes, the, the terrain is very unique to the south, hills and even mountains, and that creates challenges just being able to physically walk those hills and mountains is a, is a challenge. Uh, most of the time, when you get up to the top, you're out of breath. It's difficult to listen and difficult to call when you're out of breath. Right. Um, and uh, to hunt three days in those hills and mountains, you need to be in pretty good shape. Some Someone who's large or someone who will cut those hills and, and mountains are going to be very difficult. The other challenge is that the rolling terrain, you have to, your setup is number one on the list to killing a turkey. Setup is, is number one. Yep. Um, and the, you have little rolls in the terrain. Um, you have steep cliffs. All that creates a challenge. Um, one of my hunts, we, we could see a bird coming. He was gobbling sporadically. I mean, not real good, but enough to that we knew that he was in the area. And then I'd I got my eyes on him and I could see him coming and just before he got within gun range there was a little roll in the terrain and we couldn't see him anymore and then all of a sudden his head pops up 15 yards away and he doesn't see a hen he ducks back down and and slipped away from us so the setup and and having a having a good advantageous uh, elevated area where you can see around you that's that's big in those hills and a third thing is 
using that terrain to your advantage to hear and that's almost something that you have to have to experience yourself to really get a good understanding if you haven't hunted in the hills much but turkeys can sound like they're a long ways off in those hills and they also can be close and you and you can't hear them because they're over over in a in a little low area right over a right over a hill right i noticed uh, almost every morning uh, we would have groups of hunters that were close to each other that should be able to hear each other's turkeys but they couldn't they didn't due to the terrain so you got to be cautious with that and it's really just something you have to have to kind of trial and error and experience to to get a good understanding of of, of yeah. those hills and mountains um but but yeah it's a unique challenge hunting in them yeah i think you know being able to use that terrain to your advantage when you're hunting is also a big benefit because you can use it to get a little bit closer to a bird that may be hinned up and you, know, you just need to get in his wheelhouse there and let him know that you're right there with him and just a little bit away and maybe get him to poke his head up over a ridge and get an opportunity at a shot but also that can work to your disadvantage you know if you're walking ridges and a bird's on the opposite hillside that bird can often see you and you know you can ruin your hunt real quick when that happens and on the flip side of that if you're on an opposite hillside and a bird's on a ridge that bird can see you as well if the woods are real open and not real leafed out so you know those are things that that i think we need to kind of keep in mind when we're back out hunting these big hills like we've been in is there anything else you want to add we were in the southern west virginia and those mountains were really big but it is a, a beautiful area um, it is out. a beautiful state there were lots of deer and there were lots of turkeys we we just didn't have have the cards fall for us this time and we've pretty confident we've we've learned a lesson on outfitters we have a list of questions we ask them and we thought we had this one covered but it it uh, slipped up on us and hopefully our next adventure in west virginia we will be uh successful yeah you know sometimes the outfitters tell you what you want to hear and you've got really no way of being able to vet that other than calling references and of course no outfitter is going to give you a reference that they think is going to speak poorly of them so you know something to think about and i think in the episode where i talked about hunting with outfitters with yarrick henley which is one of the earlier episodes and i'm not sure of the number right now but yarrick mentioned you know another way that you can check on outfitters is to call the local co-ops around because they know these outfitters because they're buying seed from them and that kind of thing so you know that may be another thing we need to start adding on to our list of to-dos before we book these out-of-state trips so anyway chip thank you i appreciate you taking time to come on the show and share your thoughts about the trip to west virginia and appreciate your friendship and I always enjoy hunting with you, so thank you. I enjoyed being on the show, and I wish everybody the best of luck. All right, thanks a bunch. Hey, guys, hunt safe, and I will talk to you guys next week. Okay, so I hope you guys enjoyed that and learned a little something in case you decide to get out there and book an outfitted turkey hunt. So keep those things in mind that Chip mentioned, and, you know, we've been doing this for a lot of years, and we still make mistakes. So if you have a bad experience, do not let that 
keep you from doing it again. So just try to enjoy yourself the best you can. Make some lemonade out of those lemons and have a good time. It is a vacation after all. So, hey, that's all I've got for you guys this week. I will see you next week with an awesome episode. I am fired up about this one. So, you know those days when you go out in the woods and you think, man, this is a perfect day. The turkeys are going to be gobbling their brains out. And they don't? Well, I've got somebody coming on the show that can shed a little insight as to maybe why that is. So, you're going to want to tune in next week, without a doubt. Hey, thank you guys so much for tuning in this week. I hope you have a wonderful week, and I look forward to seeing you again next week. Goodbye. Thanks for tuning in. You were just listening to the Turkey Hunter podcast. If you enjoyed the show, please go on over to iTunes and leave a five-star review. And make sure to head over to www.iamturkeyhunting.com to subscribe for free turkey hunting tips, tactics, strategies, and product reviews to help you have a more successful turkey season. And stay tuned for upcoming episodes on hunting afternoon birds, how to film your hunt, and the breeding cycle of hens, as well as some guest interviews. Thanks again for listening. We know your time is valuable, and we appreciate you sharing some of it with us. See you next week.